Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. By the late 1840s, Frederick Douglass, who had escaped from slavery in Maryland, was a major force in the American anti-slavery movement. His travels brought him into contact with a number of others active in the cause, but one especially, he said, left a deep impression on my mind and heart. His name had been mentioned to me by several prominent colored men. In speaking of him, their voices would drop to a whisper, and what they said of him made me very eager to see and know him. This shadowy figure went by the name of Captain Brown. As it happened, he had heard of Douglas, too, and in 1847 he invited Douglas to his house in Springfield, Massachusetts. Douglas found Brown impressive. He was, Douglas said, lean, strong, and sinewy, of the best New England mold, built for times of trouble and straight as a mountain pine. When on the street, he moved with a long, springing racehorse step, absorbed by his own reflections. Such was the man whose name I had heard in whispers. Such was Captain John Brown. That night and the next day, Douglas listened intently as Brown outlined a radical plan to end American slavery. From small bases in the Allegheny Mountains, his men would move into the slave fields, recruiting some, helping others escape, everywhere making slavery more costly. As his army gained strength, slavery would weaken and finally collapse. A bloody slave revolt was not what he wanted, Brown said, though he would not hide from violence. Douglas thought the plan admirable. The two men parted. Douglas founded a newspaper and carried the fight with his voice and pen. In 1855, Brown went to the Kansas Territory to join the free state forces holding off slavery men from Missouri who wanted to make Kansas a slave state. The fighting grew savage. When Brown came east to raise more money for arms, Douglas helped in every way he could. Then one damp, windy night in May 1856, as clouds drifted across the Kansas moon, Brown's company descended on a small settlement near Pottawatomie Creek, dragged five pro-slavery men out of their houses, and executed them. It was too much, even for what had become known as Bleeding Kansas. The shadowy Brown became a feared and hated man in much of the country. Still, Brown and Douglas continued to meet. In 1858, Brown stayed a month with Douglas and wrote a constitution for his proposed new republic of freed slaves. In August 1859, they met again, at a quarry near Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Using the name Isaac Smith, Brown was hiding nearby with a score of men in a Maryland farmhouse a few miles from Harper's Ferry. Douglas brought with him a friend, Shields Green, who had escaped slavery in South Carolina, and the party sat down amid the rocks. Brown's eyes were full of light and fire as he outlined a new operation. He now intended to take 20 men into Harper's Ferry and capture the federal arsenal there. Slaves would then flock to his banner, he said, and he needed weapons to arm them. Douglas knew slaveholders firsthand and told Brown he was going into a perfect steel trap, that once in he would never get out alive. Virginia, Douglas said, would blow Brown sky high rather than that he should hold Harper's Ferry an hour. Brown took his friend by the shoulders. Come with me, Douglas, he said. I will defend you with my life. I want you for a special purpose. When I strike, the bees will begin to swarm, and I shall want you to help hive them. Douglas shook his head and turned to Shields Green, who thought for a moment, then said he was going with the old man. Douglas never saw Brown again. On the night of Sunday, October 16, 1859, Brown and 21 men marched down to Harper's Ferry and into the steel trap Douglas had predicted. Most of his party were killed by militia and federal troops. Brown himself was captured. Early in December, the state of Virginia hanged him. His great blow against slavery had failed, but on the gallows, Brown found immortality. 
and to the end of his remarkable life, Douglas, a man of great physical courage himself, could never completely rest with the fact that he had not been part of it.